You're listening to Devotions with Pastor Daniel Williams, taken from the Redemption Church YouTube channel. Well, hey, everyone. It's so good to be with you today, to be into God's Word together. My name is Pastor Daniel Williams. I love studying the Bible and pointing people to Jesus. And so I'm so glad that you're here, either listening or watching here live on YouTube. And what I want to do is today I want to walk through Acts chapter 15 and look at how the Apostle Paul was called to this area of Macedonia. Uh, This is the northern region of Greece. Now, this geography just recently clicked for me as I actually went to a Footsteps of Paul tour where we went to actual places of Paul's second missionary journey, his first mission, really, if you think about it, to the European world. And so uh, on this journey uh, to Um, Greece and Turkey that I just took, it was incredible just to be able to be in the land, to see the sights. And I just am so incredibly grateful and thankful to my church family for sending me to be a better Bible teacher and to have a great trip like this for a spiritual formation trip. Um, And so what I want to do is some speak to you some biblical truths uh, that I've learned that God taught me on the, my spiritual formation trip. And um, I think that was going to bless you. Usually I try to make these live devotionals fresh and just teach things that's on my mind. Well, this trip is definitely on my mind and I want to take time to process. So what I'm actually going to do starting today uh, from every week, I'm going to take a passage in Acts, Acts chapter 15, all the way through 20, uh, this this whole second missionary journey of Paul and try to uh, teach you some biblical principles that I learned from this trip. And so I'm going to take my time. It may be a few messages or so, um, but man, we're going to take our time even today just to dig into God's word to, to be with it. And if you're interested in pictures, video, those type of things, you're in for a treat. I do have a video videos that I want to share with you along the way as I teach through this live uh, on YouTube, but you can actually go to our YouTube page at Redemption DB. And I did a 30 minute overview of just where I visited with some pictures and you can feel free to check it out. Uh, What I'm going to do and sort of fun with these live devotionals is after I teach, uh, I'm going to try to play a video from where I'm from, uh, where, where we're talking about in the Bible. And so I know that many of you are listening. You're not watching on YouTube. We convert this YouTube live video into a podcast. So grateful for that. But if you want some bonus content, you can always go back to our YouTube page, subscribe, see, and at the very end, I'm going to see, Lord willing, today it is live to see if it will work. I'm uh, going to show you a video even of the Aegean Sea where Paul crosses from Troas to Philippi. So just some cool little bonus content. Let's get into God's word because we got a lot to study today and it's going to be amazing. Uh, I think it's just going to be incredible what God has taught me that I want to teach you. So uh, let's get into the text. Ash chapter 15, verse 6. I'm just going to be reading a lot with my Bible, uh, cause we have a lot to cover and I just want to sort of do some overview today. It says they went through the region of Perigia and Galatia, having, uh, been forbidden by the Holy spirit to speak the word in Asia. Now let's stop there. Let's give you context of what we're going to do these next few devotionals and what is happening, uh, in the text. Um, This is Paul's secondary missionary journey. Uh, Just saying this is amazing because Paul was not always Saul. Uh, He was a murderer, a persecutor of God. I think we always need to remember this about this man. Uh, We see him actually... Um, holding the jackets of those that killed and martyred Stephen, the first martyr of the Christian church in Acts chapter 7. Acts chapter 8 tells us that Paul was ravaging uh, 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 ravaging the church. He was, he was raging against it and even hurting not just men, but both men 
and women. In Acts chapter 9, we see something dramatically change in the life of Saul uh, where he met Jesus personally and powerfully. Uh, Jesus opens his eyes to his, his great love for him and this gospel message is good news that Jesus died for Paul's sin and forgives him and makes him new. And he didn't have to be zealous to do good works, but he was saved by God's grace. Aren't you so glad you're saved by God's grace, not your own efforts? Uh, man, he gave this message to Paul and gave Paul the special calling to suffer for Christ, uh, to suffer for the kingdom, and to be an apostle, the preacher of the Gentiles. And this shows us just really how great the gospel is. Even as we think about Paul doing this stuff, this is in response of worship. Uh, man, the gospel has the power to transform lives. Um, and the question I always ask myself um, and ask others, especially studying the Bible, is has the gospel transformed your life? Uh, have you received the gospel? Are you living by grace? I'm so excited for uh, the journey we're going to be on this month at Redemption Church. We're starting a series called Galatians, uh, in, from Galatians called Living by Grace, uh, making sure we're living by grace, living by this gospel. This is what Paul is doing. He's taking it seriously. He says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God to save. And he knew this because it saved him personally. And so we need to continually remind ourselves uh, that all follow and all followers of Jesus, how powerful the gospel is because we need to evangelize. We need to preach this gospel. God tells us uh, how impactful it is. And he actually shows us in our own lives. We need to have ministry overflow from our heart to others and share the gospel. Don't forget to share the gospel with your friends, with your family. Pray that God opens that door. But it not only shows us how powerful the gospel is, this contextual thing of Paul going out and serving the Lord, but it also shows how great God is, just literally his heart for grace and mercy to people. You know, God came to Paul and saved him by his mercy. You were saved by mercy for Christ died while we were yet sinners. Christ died for me when I didn't have my stuff all together, when I was lost in my sin. And actually in a book to Timothy, Paul's protege, spiritual son, in chapter 1, verse 12 through 17, I just want to read it to you because I think it's important that we get some contextualization from Paul the Apostle himself, a.k.a. Saul, who got changed by Jesus. Uh, he says, I thank God who has given me strength, Christ Jesus our Lord, because he judged me faithful, appointing me to his service. Though formerly I was a blasphemer, persecutor, insolent opponent, but I received mercy because I had acted ignorantly in unbelief, and the grace of our Lord overflowed from uh, for me with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the foremost, but I receive mercy for this reason that in me as the foremost, Jesus Christ might display his perfect patience as an example to those who were to believe in him for eternal life to the King of ages, immortal, invisible, the only God be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. These are Paul's words that he would give glory to God for his great work and salvation. Uh, make sure that we're praising God, that you're praising God for the great work and salvation that he's given you. And God has a great calling for you and your life. It's unique. And Paul had this unique ministry to go, to be a sent one, to be apostolic and go preach the gospel and plant churches and do all this different stuff. And so Paul goes back to Troas after he meets with Jesus and has this Jesus moment, this transformation. Um, and he preaches Jesus. Barnabas would later grab Paul, take him to Antioch in Acts chapter 12. And, and as the church is worshiping the Lord and fasting and praying, the Holy Spirit sets apart Barnabas and Paul to go out. And they go out. They go out preaching the gospel. 
You see, this is the second missionary journey, but they had the first missionary journey where they got sent by the church in Acts chapter 13 through 15, and they were planting churches in this area called Asia Minor. Uh, it was the area or region of Galatia, um, where, which we read about. It's actually in Turkey. And so then after they came uh, back from their first mission, they went back to Antioch. They gave a great praise report. It was amazing. And there was uh, some teaching for a while and they were being used by there. And it seemed to be all good. Uh, and they decided and reasoned with themselves that they would follow up to these believers. This is the context from where we have the second missionary journey, verse six, where they went to the region of Galatia and they, and they had been forbidden to now speak in Asia. Now, I want you to just turn a little bit with me to the chapter before verse or chapter 15, verse 36, um, because they're about to go again and God actually causes them to go to an unexpected journey. Uh, they wanted to go and strengthen the churches in Galatia and Asia Minor in these areas, but, but God starts shifting their plans. Now in verse 36, it says, and after some days, Paul and Barnabas said, let us return and visit the brothers in every city where we proclaim the word of the Lord and see how they are. They had this plan to go back in their second trip and do some follow-up, which is always good for new believers, for you and for me, loving accountability is how we grow. And it, they wanted to just do that. So the brothers thought it was good. They were going to send them out a second time, um, but it started out a little rough. Paul and Barnabas had a disagreement and that disagreement was over a guy named John Mark. John Mark, uh, man, he abandoned Paul and Barnabas on their first missionary journey because it just got dangerous. And, and Paul, he didn't want to take the chances to take John Mark again with him and him desert them again. But Barnabas, you, if you know, Bible, um, the Bible and what words mean, his word literally means, or his name, he was also known as Joseph. His name means Barnabas because he was the son of encouragement. He wanted to forgive John Mark. He wanted to give grace and extend that. And so, um, man, the uh, Barnabas and Paul didn't agree on this issue of this person bringing on Mark. Um, and it actually caused them to separate and go different ways. They wanted to do a good thing. They wanted to go back to the same area and God allowed something else to happen. And it happened uh, in verse 39 through 41. And there arose a sharp disagreement between Paul and Barnabas. So they had separated from each other. Barnabas took Mark with him and they sailed to Cyprus. But Paul took Silas and departed, having been commended by the brothers to the grace of the Lord. And he went through Syria, Sicilia, uh, uh, Sicily, strengthening the churches. And so it starts out rough. Uh, they have this sharp disagreement, but one goes this way, the other goes this way. God still uses the situation. They had something in their mind, but God was shaping and forming and multiplying it. This seemed unexpected, probably not what they had thought when they were getting together saying, let's go back to the churches. Uh, they wouldn't have, um, they wouldn't have come into agreement. And so, uh, it doesn't seem like either of them were wrong. It just seemed like one had different approach. Paul didn't want to take uh, Mark. Barnabas did. They agreed to disagree. They split their ways. Now, this should teach us an important lesson, even from the get-go of the second missionary journey, that it's okay to be different and to disagree. It's okay to have different ministries. I know everyone says, why can't we just do all uh, everything all along and ever the same? Because we all have limited resources. And God in his goodness and sovereignty, he even knows this. Like, for example, we at Redemption Church, we have a high focus and priority on church planning, 
developing leaders. Uh, we even have this unique ministry. I'm going to serve on the board uh, for the House of Blessing. It was a school. It was an orphanage. Now it's a Christian school in Mexico. We have missionaries there, and so we're very relational. And uh, God has connected us to a few missionaries about church planning and and orphan orphans and widows and doing those type of things. Our church has never done a mission trip to Africa. Now, is there anything wrong with Africa? And does God need to touch the, the continent of Africa? Absolutely. But God has never just allowed us or called us to go that route. And he may one day, but he hasn't. But I know a friend who his primary ministry isn't to Spanish speaking nations or continents or where we're going, but it's actually to Africa. And he holds an annual pastor's conference. Now, let me ask you a simple question. And it's sort of um, cynical. But which ministry is better? Which country is better to do work in Mexico or, or Spain or Africa? Well, well, clearly the answer is like neither. All of it's important. Just everyone can't do everything. God knows this. And it seemed like the brothers were commending both parties to say, just go and split. Go and spread the gospel. If you have different approaches, then just keep on doing it. You know, having different local churches and ministries isn't a bad thing. It's actually good uh, with people with certain convictions and uh, uh, so you could follow the Lord with a clean conscience. Rather than just having one big group, God actually breaks things up into separate and allows us to use our personality. See, God wants unity, not uniformity. And so rather than one group going out, there were two groups now going out, having two missions. And I'm sure that this wasn't what Paul was expecting, but that's okay. And as we walk and mature in the Lord, you just learn that his ways are the best. Uh, and man plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. That's what Proverbs 16, 9 says. And so God in his goodness and wisdom sends them both out, commended by their brothers to do the work. Barnabas with Mark and uh, goes to Cyprus. Uh, Paul and Silas go to Syria. And so they're going different ways, but they're both being used by God. Now, Acts chapter 16 gives us some cues and important um, understanding of why this is important in Paul's life, because on this missionary journey and how he goes now to Syria and over, over this other way, uh, he picks up a guy named Timothy. The passage we just read, Paul's protege, would he would later become Paul's spiritual son. And he would say that no one was more faithful and like his son, Timothy. But notice that this would have never happened if Paul and Barnabas would have split up. In fact, because Barnabas took John Mark, Paul took another companion, Silas, who would be a great brother in the ministry as well. Just reminding you that in the midst of uncertainty and when things don't go your way, trust that God is always working and he can actually use all things together to work for our good, to conform us in the image of Christ. Listen, I know sometimes in our lives, life is life. There's ups and downs. There's unexpected stuff. But in the midst of that, you got to see God is working and God still uses good because Paul and Barnabas split up. Silas got on board. Timothy's now getting on board. And now they're going uh, into new territory and new land. So that was just verse six context. We're almost done. But uh, we see this new team forming, unlikely, unexpected situation. And here's the crazy thing in verse six. It says, the Holy Spirit forbid them to speak in Asia. Remember how they wanted to go back to Asia, the region of Galatia, and like do all this ministry? Well, the Holy Spirit says, now, I know that was your plan, but I have a little bit something for you. Notice that sometimes um, God doesn't want us to do a good thing, uh, but a God thing. 
It was not a bad thing to want to go back and strengthen the churches and to preach the gospel again in this area, but it necessarily wasn't a God thing and in his timing. He had a plan and he wanted to guide Paul into new territory, into Europe um, and break new ground. But again, another lesson that we learn from this is just because we can do something like me and you, we can do something doesn't mean that we should do it. We need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and not just lean on our own understanding, but in all our ways, acknowledge him and he'll make our paths straight. We need to continually bring our plans before the Lord because they had a good plan. The brothers commended it, but the Holy Spirit now is saying, no, 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 I'm going to change that plan. Be flexible to be able to change that plan. You know, preaching the gospel was, of course, not a bad thing, but it was for them at this time in this region. And I tell people all all the time this, you have to say no to good things sometimes so you can say yes to God things. Just because it's an opportunity doesn't mean that it's necessarily supposed to be your opportunity or the timing is off. You need discernment. And Jesus says we can ask for wisdom and move forward following him. And so Paul adjusts in verse seven. He says, and when they had come up to Mysia, they attempted to go to Bithynia, but the spirit of Jesus did not allow them. Again, they're wanting to now go. And so they go to these other two new towns, but the spirit of Christ did not allow them. Now, what does that mean? I honestly do not know. I don't know if they didn't have funds. I don't know if they had this feeling. I don't know if God audibly spoke to them, but we know the text says God did not allow them to go to these cities. And so um, sometimes we have to just try things and see where God wants us to go. Um, you know, sometimes in your church, you got to serve in kids, you got to serve in worship, greeting, uh, host a community group, like try things and you'd be surprised where God actually wants you to fit. You may think, Oh, I, I love worship and I need to be in worship. But then God's like, Nope, I want you to be in kids ministry. It's okay. Uh, it's okay. You just got to keep on moving forward. You got to, you got to try things. I often say it's easier to steer a moving bus than a parked one. Uh, move forward, go forward. Paul's adjusting. Okay. You don't want me to go here. I'm going to try here. What about that? Christ says, no. Now they keep moving forward again. So passing by Mysia, they went down to Troas. Um, they went down to Troas. They kept moving forward. This is important because I think we can get discouraged when we have our own plan. What's in our mind? We move forward and it doesn't work out. We think we failed, but we didn't. God wants us to continue to venture out in faith and his spirit may say, no, 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 just keep going, moving, just go and do these things. And so if something doesn't work out, I want to encourage you, try something else. Try it again. It's never a failure if you're moving forward forward in faith because it's impossible to please God without faith and faith is worship trusting him and so the outcome we are often fixated on but really we should be fixing on the input how am I being faithful to worship God with the things he's putting in my heart and worshiping him and so I love what Proverbs 24 16 says for the righteous falls seven times and rises again but the wicked stumble in times of calamity get up trust God it's not about you He's going to keep on moving you. You know, I, I personally attest to this. In our church, uh, we've actually moved five different times in the last 10 years. Five different times, locations, same city in the last 10 years. But we've just kept on pressing forward, pursuing and proclaiming Jesus, staying on mission, staying on task, living by faith. Uh, man, it's easier to steer a moving truck than a park one. So we just keep moving. We keep trusting. And um, it can be frustrating because in our own plans, it's very, it's very uh, comforting and we want to take ease in that. 
but we got to be sensitive to God. And he's using even this, this unexpected plan and this, this sensitivity of the Holy Spirit speaking to them to direct them for his plan and for them to start following his plan. Remember when we pray on earth as it is in heaven, we need to be sensitive to the spirit and continually to bathe our plans in God's prayers. I like what Chuck Smith used to say all the time uh, when he was alive to the Calvary pastors. He said, blessed are the flexible for they will not be broken. You're not going to be broken if you just remain flexible, keep on teaching, uh, searching and um, getting guidance from God. And I love that because maybe sometimes our plans don't go our our way. So we'll seek and depend on God even more. So Paul directs. um, So God gets direction from um, God directs Paul. Uh, Paul gets direction from God through a vision. Verse 9 through 10. He didn't give up. He kept on going. Now he's in Troas. And as the vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was standing there, urging him and saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. And when Paul had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go on into Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. Notice uh, Paul had a vision at night. Now, usually at nighttime, what are you doing? You're sleeping. Listen, you sleep, you rest. But he was not resting. He just picked up a new guy. He has a new team. He's out on his own now. And uh, rather than sleeping and having a dream, God gives him a vision because obviously he's awake, uh, which sort of implies he's a little bit stressed. He's maybe a little bit worried up late at night thinking, Lord, well, what should I do? Should I go here? Should I go there? All these different things. Um, but just because, and I just think this is an important reminder, just because we're flexible doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Uh, things will still be hard. Plans are great and we can get so, um, we can be a little, uh, stressful at times when they don't go our way, or at least I can, but we need to make sure that we don't rely on our plans for our comfort and just stick to them and hold our ground, but rather continue what God, what do you want in this situation? What what's going on? And God clearly directed Paul and he'll direct you. So God speaks to Paul through a vision and a, a, a Macedonian man says, come over to Macedonia and help us. So it, it says that they concluded this was from God. Now, notice how they concluded. They got this spiritual experience, but they discerned in community. This is important, I think. Proverbs fifteen twenty two says, without counsel, plans fail. And with many adversaries, adversaries, um, Uh, sorry, not adversaries, advisors, they succeed. Uh, But with many advisors, they succeed, okay? It is wise and good to get godly counsel from others and um, to confirm things through community and then through the word. Now, biblically speaking, uh, this uh, this vision was good to the word of God. Uh, How will they know unless they have someone telling them how will they have a uh, someone telling them unless they're sent it's good to preach the word of god the gospel of mark says herald or preach proclaim the gospel to all creation so we know scripturally this was a good thing to do but then through community they discern yes this is the right moment this is the right time oftentimes that what community does helps with the timing helps with the wisdom of things of how to practically obey god and even to get encouragement prayer and strength to obey the word of god through these supernatural experiences so um here's the important part they went they obeyed they they got the vision they discerned together in community and it says and so they go, they went they went they obeyed listen this is important because how many times do we hear revelation we hear god's truth even now through these live devotions uh 
you hearing biblical truth and what up the heart of Jesus and maybe even some imperatives or commands, how often do you respond to that? How often do you obey? Action is where the blessing is. Jesus said you're blessed when you do it. So they're hearing from God. They're discerning now. It wasn't what they expected. Now they're going to a new journey, a new area. They're about to break ground and go into Philippi, which is Europe, and they actually do it. Verse 11 through 12, and we'll finish with this. So setting sail from Troas, we made a direct voyage to Samothrace, and the following day to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi, which is a leading city of the district of Macedonia and a Roman colony. We remained in this city some days, and we're going to get into the details leading up. Uh, they land in this place called Philippi. This was a leading city in the Roman colony and in this area, and we're going to study more Acts and pick up our study uh, next week in Acts chapter 16, and I'll show you a video of Philippi uh, and pictures and those type of things uh, next week and next devotional. Um, but I just wanted to talk, touch base and talk to you and encourage you because oftentimes man plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps, and we are on so many unexpected journeys that we cannot plan or prepare for, but the Lord is with us. He's always working. And we see that in the Apostle Paul's life, even when there's there's interpersonal relationships, there's man, the spirit saying this way and going this way against my own plans. God was at working. And I hope that this encourages you today.